0: to you there. Hello there. Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Michelle Bischoff. She is a holistic health and fitness coach and a self love guru. Welcome, Michelle. How are you doing today?
1: Hi, Brad. I'm so great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. How are you? Yeah.
0: I am doing very well, thanks. Thank you so much for taking and making the time to be here with me today. I'm really excited to have you here and to jump in and share all the goodness and the bright, beautiful light you put out into the world through the work you do. So with that being said, let's jump in. So there are a couple other titles there under your name. Women's Empowerment and Motivation and Confidence Coach, Boss Babe, Businesswoman, all of these things. I mean, looking at these titles, Michelle, is just exhausting. Just looking at them, it's a hell of a lot of hats and quite a resume. But I do notice that there is a very common thread that's tied through those things to keep them tied closely together and interrelated. So how do you find the time for all of this and how do you prioritize and how important is prioritization and organization to you?
1: Yes, Brad. And actually, I want to motivate you to feel energetic, not exhausted (laughs) when you're reading (laughs) everything, the description about me. But in a nutshell, yes, I am a holistic health and fitness coach and I wear different hats, but it all interconnects. And the key really is prioritizing. And my own personal approach to this, I'm either working In my business or on my business. So Mm -hmm. prioritizing is key. Scheduling is key. Depending on who I'm working with or where I'm working, it could have me interchange or wear a slightly different hat. But the foundation is still all the same. Foundation is still all the same prioritization is key it is where everything starts we set intention setting intention is where everything starts and so if i'm clear in my mind then i'm going to actually save time and be focused and productive to do all the things that i'm setting out to do and to help yeah so and to ultimately help the people that i'm working with
0: be in service yeah
1: yeah be in service absolutely.
0: So I'm curious that with you wearing so many hats, what does your morning routine look like?
1: Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and this is where it all starts. For me, it's, it is the time of my day where I take me time. It is how I start my day. It's the only time of my day that my kids don't need me me my puppy doesn't need me my husband doesn't need me people don't really see me yet right well i purposely wake up around 4:30 or 4:30 in the morning i know it's not for everyone no nope. but it's a it's my quiet time it's my time to set my mind straight and it's actually also to where not only am I doing self-reflection, maybe sometimes it's journaling or just getting quiet or thinking about how I want to set up my day, but I also prioritize moving my body and exercise. And so that's what I do first thing before I jump into my mom role
0: <laughs> and
1: into my coach and trainer role.
0: Are there any non-negotiables for you in that routine? specifically?
1: I try. And again, it depends on the day, but my non-negotiables really are doing something for myself. So whether it is typically I am moving my body in some way, shape or form, whether it's through just a yoga or it's an actual exercise practice. Often you'll see me, if you follow me at all, you see me talking about moving your body and exercise and whatnot but the non-negotiables are really doing something that is going to set my mind and my body and it doesn't have to be the exact same every day but those are the things that are my non-negotiables and some days if I am shorter on time I'm just creating what I can over the time that I have and still have a very set good intentions for setting our day up for success
0: yeah what drives motivates and inspires you to keep going and excelling at all that you do
1: I know that I'm here for a grander reason. I know that deep inside me and it's in my blood and in my heart, serving people, knowing that I make an impact, knowing that I am making a difference in people's lives and seeing those, seeing the results of my clients. So that's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me wanting to better myself. To then be able to serve from a higher level.
0: Michelle, I want to speak a little bit about your journey into the health and fitness coaching world. I've heard a lot of people say that most, if not all coaches, have been through their own personal struggles and journey. I mean, before making the leap into coaching, we're all human beings. Of course, we've all been through our shit. We've had our share, our fair share of struggles and whatnot. But what I've noticed through these conversations with most of the women that I speak to who are now coaches, their personal struggles or journey was kind of like the catalyst that put them into becoming a coach can you share a little bit about your own personal journey you were on before making the leap into coaching and What some of those struggles were that you dealt with
1: yeah absolutely and thanks for asking too and it is really just that it's we're all here we're all on our own journey and things that have impacted me the most about seven years ago i had a severe back injury so i was involved in a car accident and i was rear-ended while driving and so that took me down i noticed changes months and months later and one morning i woke up i was getting up to go to the gym And I felt a pop in my back and down I went. And so from that moment, I was taken out. My back had severe injury with discs and fractured vertebrae and all the things. And after months and months of seeking help and trying to heal and seeing doctors and several appointments later... I wasn't getting any better. And so talk about what that started doing to myself. I'm being an active fitness person. What that did not only physically to my body, feeling like I barely could get up and walk. With your back, you support everything, right? Very unsupported physically in a very bad position there. But also my mind was not in the right place. And it sort of hit my rock bottom where I was Just reflecting that one day and praying, truly praying to God, just show me a sign. Tell me what I need to do. How can I move forward and heal from this pain, physical pain, but also mental pain? And it just stopped me in my tracks. I heard the words inside out. And I was like, whoa, that just, it was like somebody was just talking to me and it really, it hit me, it hit my heart, hit my mind. I was like, this is crazy, show me the way. And I heard the words, heal from the inside out. And so that is what I did. I started delving into following my gut instinct and delving into all things, back-related injuries, trauma. And I came to realize that I was 44. And at that point in my life, I had been experiencing several things in my past with past experiences. My body was holding so much trauma physically and at a cellular level, it just couldn't take anymore. And so I started what they say is doing that self inner work. I started really diving into personal growth and development to really try to empower myself literally heal from the inside out. And that's what I did. I recognized I was holding on to several limiting beliefs or blocks. I had lived my life with going through life as a people pleaser Mm -hmm. and just very unhealthy relationships that in my back was actually the catalyst for change. It was happening for me, not to me. And so through my own personal growth, and development. I hired a coach. I dove straight into doing all the things that I could and my back started to heal. Oh, it was wow. incredible. So shifting my mindset from I was so focused on being in pain every day that When I started really practicing coming from a place of gratitude that I could actually still move my body instead of what I couldn't do, it was now what could I still do and getting stronger – with my mind, my mindset shifted. I became more positive and grateful and my body started to heal and became stronger. So as I cleared my mind, I also became stronger physically. It was the most incredible thing. And now this didn't happen overnight. It took months and months. But I rehabbed myself back to where I was and became stronger after about two years. Now that's my own personal journey, but my experiences have led me to realize how much we hold ourselves hostage to, how much we are chained from our our past experiences. And so many of those experiences, whether we're learning them through our parents or our teachers, our mentors, whatever, they're only doing what they know at the time or what they feel is right. And so they only know what they know. And so we're just here. And I know that I'm here to, to share that, We are more than that. And to show people, I'm a way shower to show people how to let go and let go of that. And also through my experiences, I've found the gym to be my therapy. Exercise, movement is a gift. So I am being, I'm stepping out to show people how they can come back into their self by using movement as a tool and self love as a tool to become a stronger, more confident version of themselves. Yeah.
0: The mindset piece is the most important piece. And with the self-love thing, I mean, everything starts with the foundation of self. Everything, absolutely everything. We have to start within first on everything. And then that just flows out and impacts other people. They feel that you are in tune with yourself, that you love yourself. And it just sends that, it's that ripple effect, right? It's so powerful, but that mindset piece is massive. And again, that ties right in with the self-love, with the self-work.
1: Absolutely. Everything starts with the mind and that's the holistic part of what I do and what I stand for and what I believe in. And I have a healthcare background. I'm all things scientific, but I realize there's a whole other piece to me that I was not seeing until I was literally, it was in my face waiting for me to crack myself open a little bit further. So yeah, mindset is key.
0: Absolutely, 100%. So what would you say then was the biggest or most valuable takeaway or lesson for you from those experiences?
1: That things were happening for me, not to me. It was when I realized that I was in a victim mindset when I felt that things were happening, oh, not again. Now what's going on? What's going to happen? I was constantly in that worry, fear, and victim mentality. I was stuck in a negative vortex. And obstacles are my opportunities and our opportunities. They're the door openers. When we start stepping out of our comfort zone and stop the worry, we stop that perpetual cycle. When I stopped focusing on pain, more positivity, my life started to change. So it was incredible.
0: I love that. Obstacles are opportunities. I love that. That is beautiful. So powerful. You say that it's your mission to help as many people as possible design and live their life to the truest potential, being healthy from, again, the inside out. Why have you decided to make this your mission? And why is this mission so personally important to you?
1: It's personally important to me because there are so many people, so many women, especially women out there like me that have... Hit their low points, hit their lowest low, are struggling with their self-worth, struggling with confidence or living with unhealthy relationships, whether it be with another person or something, things or habits that they're doing or relationships that they're in. And life doesn't have to be that way. I believe with my innate being that I am here to serve and to make an impact for the greater good. And I want others that resonate with my story to know that change is possible. And so just having gone through all of the issues that I have physically with my back and then Personally, just from a mentality perspective, things that I grew up with. I moved out actually when I was 16 years of age. There's things in my blood that are deep within me to know that it doesn't matter where you are right now. Change is possible, and I'm here to serve and I'm here to show people how to do it and help women step into their power. And age is only a number. It doesn't matter what age you are. You can start any time. And make
0: change. Love that. That's a great reminder because people get caught up Absolutely. in that thinking that, oh, you know, I'm 55, I can't start doing this now, or I'm 50, I can't start doing that now, or whatever the case is. So it's a very important reminder. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. You are the creator of the Finally Free Transformational Program and Confidence Building for Young Girls Program. Can you share with us a bit about these programs and what inspired their creation? So
1: again, just this was actually a few years back where I created these programs and was a time where I was really had kind of gone through... A couple of years of my own personal growth journey. And so it's again, it stems from the desire to give more, to share more, to show people, to help people walk through their own trenches to get to the other side. The Finally Free Transformational Program is just that. And it's a transformational growth program. And It's designed for the woman who is ready to reclaim herself to step into more of their power to let go of things that are holding them back to start to recognize or acknowledge that life has happened for them, not to them. And so I've designed my program around my finally free formula. And that is, I call it the three P's. So it's purpose passion and power method and what it is the purpose part is to gain clarity understand your why what it is that you truly want and the goals and desires that you have are meant for you and what is it that's holding you back from truly stepping into yourself so peeling the layers there the passion what motivates inspires and drives you and to shift from a negative negative. Binding mindset to a growth and more positive mindset. And again, everybody's journey is individual. So everybody's reason can be different. And the power is the bold part where we're really, truly stepping into our power, where we're really, truly stepping out into showing up despite worrying about what other people think, despite fear about what others might say or do, that we are showing up and we are becoming a better, stronger version of ourselves. And so from that, I even started to thinking how important it is for our youth, for our children, and for our girls. I have three children. I have two girls and a boy. And confidence building is, is essential for our kids. Now, from a female perspective and being a mom of To young daughters at the time, I was like, what can we do to really empower our young girls to help them develop a more confident mindset? Because everything starts in the mind. And I fully believe that we can do more and we need to teach more and show our youth the tools that they have so that they can grow up with feeling more confidence and to face the world real challenges. And so the program at the time when I designed this in the last few years, I've been working as a coach on a girl's hockey team. So that's where the whole girls empowerment came from to really work with them, connecting mind and body. And so we're building the foundation. So mentally, emotionally, and physically walking them through real life stuff, but teaching them how to tap into their intuition, recognizing their superpowers, becoming more accountable, comparing themselves to others, and showing them how to problem solve. There's different ways to think and to be, in it, and uniqueness is essential. And to not feel like we have to fit yeah. in. So these are the things that really lights me up to be to working with our. Younger versions. I think that's what it was. I'm saying it is, I didn't have that when I was young. When I was younger, I didn't have such programs. I didn't have a lot of the tools and resources that are available today. So it's another way for me to share and to give back.
0: And we have to start with our youth. If we teach our youth these things and instill these values and thought processes and mindsets into them at a young age, they'll just grow up not knowing any different. So it just becomes inherent. It becomes part of their DNA and they just grow up in that more positive Absolutely.
1: mindset. Absolutely. And it makes me proud, but it's so empowering. It really, truly, we need more empowered in the world yeah. who are doing their own thing because they love doing their own thing, not because they feel that they have to.
0: Now, as mentioned, you're a self-love guru. So first of all, I'd love to know who gave you that title <laughs> and how did you get yeah. that title? It no, self-love?
1: no, no, not. It was something I've had to work at, actually, self-love. I've had to work mm-hmm. a lot. I'm really hard at that. But I realized that things don't have to be hard. And this is part of when I was in my part of my my own personal journey and hiring a coach my coach gave me that title because I had come so far away from myself that all I could see were flaws in myself. Physically, I felt overweight and no energy, and I wasn't in a good mental state. And so it, it took me a lot to work at that whole self-love piece. That's the foundation. It's It all starts with love. And so that, though, is something I really talk to my clients about because again that is the foundation we often are putting so much of our energy out to the world out to others and not loving ourselves first so yeah Yeah,
0: absolutely that piece is foundational it's
1: huge it's huge it is foundational. and when we recognize that we can love ourselves and embrace where we are at then again doors open life starts to unfold for us in miraculous ways.
0: Yeah, it's very powerful. So with you being the self-love guru, <laughs> I want to speak a little bit more about that in your thought or your, in your mind, your opinion, what is the difference between self-love and self-care? Mm-hmm. Cause we hear these words used a lot. They get bantered yeah. around a lot.
1: It's a- That's a great question. I think self-love really is the foundation. It's how you feel about yourself. It's your awareness of yourself, your self-worth. So it's really a personal thing. Self-care, they do inter twine but self-care is the taking mm-hmm. action piece self-care is what are you doing to love yourself what are you doing to take care of yourself to take care of your mind to take care of your body to take care of your spirit what are you doing practically speaking day-to-day self-care which i think it's profound i think it's really interesting to actually just now have this chat about differentiating the two it's
0: yeah yeah Because they are different, but you're right. They are intertwined as well. But this leads right into the next thing is we're taught and conditioned and told that self-love and self-care are selfish. We're being conditioned to believe that. So with that being said, and what you've personally been through, what are a couple of tips or takeaways that listeners can implement immediately to start their journey into self-love?
1: I think it's recognizing where they are at, and not holding themselves hostage. I pause because Mm. there's so many ways to look at this, or I'm feeling into it. And it's powerful when you can acknowledge where you are at without judging yourself. If you can acknowledge Mm -hmm. that you are where you are because you're meant to be where you're at without holding judgment or wishing or wanting things to be different. And again, I feel if we can do that, and we do that through self-reflection, one of the most powerful things or tips that I could give some of the listeners here is to start to journal. Do a free write journaling. Journal. Start by getting your thoughts out of your mind and onto paper. Journaling is huge. It was something that when I started doing it, it was, and I did free write, or maybe it was just ask yourself a question. You can journal a lot. There's different things you can even look up on the web or self help stuff. But journaling, when you start to get your thoughts out, you start to create space. You start to open your heart. You start to unravel. You start to better understand yourself and know that things you are where you are because that's where you're meant to be. And when you can do that and come from a place of acknowledging and not judging, that is self-love. And my next tip I would say is look at yourself in the mirror. How many of us can stand in the mirror, look at ourselves, and just purely look at ourselves the way we are? And tell our very it's it's a very, hard, very thing. hard thing. And I know that it was something that was extremely difficult for me to do. Of starting to practice that, I started to open up and realize that I'm a real person too. But I had been giving that energy away to mm-hmm. so many other people and coming back to a place of, again, prioritizing myself and looking at myself and embodying where I was at. The point where I was at allowed me to start to love myself from that place and not wishing that I was a different yeah, I started okay. to heal myself from that place and move forward. Okay. It's very powerful. It's so hard to do, but
0: it is. It takes work and it takes practice, but the benefits pay back in in dividend, huge, huge. dividends,
1: huge. And even taking that a step further could be not just standing in front of the mirror. But truly speaking to yourself and saying "I love me," speaking to yourself in terms of positive affirmations—it's powerful. Yeah. When we cannot just think, but we can say, we start to shift our mind again to embracing who we are, who we want Absolutely. to become. It's powerful.
0: Absolutely. Now, being trained and skilled in multiple areas and modalities. Can you speak a bit about that and how you incorporate those into your work, as well as give us a brief overview of your approach when working with clients?
1: Okay, sure. It's a big question. (laughs) It's a lot there.
0: It's a lot
1: there. It's my holistic approach. It's body, mind, spirit. So we're really talking about the mind, the mindset, the body physically And then the spirit, what we desire, our dreams, our goals, and breaking it all down for a client. So each client that I work with, if it's a one-to-one, it's individualized. If it's a group, then it's sort of encompassing everything. But I really try to work with clients in whatever capacity that it is to help them create a blueprint. So helping them get very clear on their purpose. What is it? We all have these desires and the dreams. So, why do you want that? When speaking from a physical fitness perspective, there's lots of us who want to physically change our bodies. It is yep. trying to have people shift from the mindset, and mindset is key, mind is key, is shifting and embracing where you're at, shifting away from the outer shell to coming from within. So, getting clear on our why is essential. And when we get clear on our why, then we can really truly understand what is our own personal catalyst for change and what are the motivators that are going to help you achieve that goal or that dream. And then getting very clear, not only on your why, but what action steps can you take to help you achieve and move along in a step Step process. We all want magically to change overnight. We all would love transformation, drop the weight, everybody wants fixes, quick fixes, right? and it's not the thing. So I really help clients take a step back and formulate that plan in a step-by-step fashion, in terms of setting goals, weekly accountability, what things are motivating you, what are you going to do when obstacles show up? What are the things that are holding you back from moving forward? Where are you having your greatest successes? So we talk really about not only physical fitness, but it's where's your mind at? Because the body always follows the mind. That is a proven scientific thing. So the power lies in our mindset. So if our mind is not set right, our mind is key, our body is going to stall. Our body is not going to do the things that we want it to do if we're holding subconsciously Thoughts that we haven't acknowledged or haven't realized. So we try to get very clear on the things, setting somebody up for success and walking them through. And again, everybody's goals are different. If it's about want to get in more shape or lose some weight or have more energy, nutrition is a key piece as well. So these are all the components of my program that I walk through clients. We talk about nutrition and the importance of What is the relationship that you have with food? And that food is fuel. Food is not the enemy. And food is fuel. So how to shift the mindset depending on perspectives here to have it all come together and make sense. And it's a process that happens over weeks. And that movement is a gift. So the physical aspect of moving your body, whether it's a very active program or it's walking outside and just moving your body and it depends on the client's capacity for where they're at. Putting it all together, these transformations happen over weeks. And I always say to a lot of times we start, think about New Year's resolutions. How many of us are so gung-ho to start and weeks later, month later it's kind of fizzling out. And why? It's because we haven't set ourselves yep. up for success. And the quick fix we're looking for quick fixes maybe we're not even set or sure on our mindset as to where we're at and in our purpose or why do we really want to do it so it all hinges together and it takes 21 days to form a habit and 12 weeks or 90 days for that habit to stick so when somebody starts a program and wants to see results within a few weeks it's from an outer perspective it's not necessarily going to happen And six weeks to eight weeks, you're going to start to really see some of those outward changes. But inside changes that are happening, you start to feel better. You start to have more energy. My program is focused on fueling your body for health, for energy, vibration, vitality, all the things. And so as you can see, it lights me up when I think about my clients and the significant transformations that they've had. We live in a fast paced world. So often we're just grabbing quick convenience foods and we're taking care of other people. So again, women's empowerment coach, I'm like, what are you doing to take care of yourself? What are you doing to practice self-care? Self-love is the key. So this is where I help and how I help clients and especially women. their majority of my clients break it all down for them in bite-sized pieces and work with them and help them move forward step-by-step to build a better version of themselves.
0: So you just mentioned about empowerment. I would love to know, since you are such an advocate for women's empowerment and women's voices, what do you do to empower yourself?
1: I believe that the learning never ends. And as I mentioned earlier, I had hired a coach. I still have a coach. I believe that everybody should have a coach. And that's one way. So it helps me achieve or continue to grow towards a higher level of myself so I can continue to do that for and with my clients. I do a lot of self-help reading, a lot of personal growth books. I love to also surround myself with people like yourself in this group and different people that I meet socially that I'm attracted to. So I believe that empowerment is about that, stepping out into your bold, stepping out into becoming a stronger, more confident version of yourself. Hence why my training programs are my training program for clients. We're talking physical fitness and nutrition. I call it the stronger program. It's shifting away the mindset too of around strong is the new skinny, right? It's not about being skinny. Yeah. It's, not. it's about becoming no. stronger both in mind and body.
0: Now, speaking of empowerment, how do you define that word? What does the word empowerment mean to you?
1: That's exactly it. It's stepping out into your bold, stepping out into your power, facing your fears and doing it anyway. The fear base comes from ego, which is always going to try mm-hmm. to hold hold us back. It's a little voice that starts nattering. <laughs> Or we think about doing yep, things absolutely. or we think about, I remember the first time I thought about speaking and I was like, oh my God, and this little voice started going off. I can't do it. You can't <laughs> do it. You can't do it. But it's not true. So really stepping out into mm-hmm. your power, going after your dreams, being bold, standing up for yourself, doing the things, facing your fears and doing it anyway.
0: Mindset has been a huge thread through our whole conversation today. So let's get back awesome. into that. And we've talked about what a huge role it plays in everything in the work you do. Can you speak to how important a part mindset has played in helping you personally through your struggles and just how important it is to our daily routines and our successes?
1: Yeah. Oh, it's hugely important. I mean, when I recognized that it was actually my mindset that was holding me back, when I recognized how essential or critical it is to have my mindset set right, that's when things started to change. When I realized I was actually my own worst enemy, when I realized I was the self-critic, the blame I was judging myself all the time, that it wasn't good enough, perfect enough, whatever. So when I realized that mindset, everything starts in the mind. We think about our minds like a computer. It's always going on. There's Mm -hmm. always things running in the background. So even though we're focused on our day-to-day stuff, Everything that has happened in our past is stored. Everything is still subconsciously is there. We just might not remember it all. So mindset is the key to opening up your world, opening up your possibilities. Mindset is the key to change. When, when we can realize and see ourselves separate even from our mindset, this is kind of mind blowing. When I was like, okay, our thoughts are our thoughts. We are not our thoughts. I'm like, what? Whoa. Our thoughts trigger emotions, which then lead to our behaviors, which trigger our, or set our attitude and our mindset. But we are not our thoughts. Our thoughts are just purely our thoughts. We then start to create stories around our thoughts, which then leads us to having certain attitudes or behaviors, thoughts around things and experiences that we've had. So we can separate ourselves from that and know that we have the power to change our mind at any given time. All we have to do is choose. That's where it begins. And it's work. It's constant work. To work at it, work at it, work at it daily. So this is something daily that I practice to set my mind straight, to come from a place of service. Like, how can I serve today? How can I, and I ask myself that, how can I be in a place of service? How can I serve my people today? How can I show up? help me be the best version of myself so that, and this is what I did before jumping on here today. But mindset (laughs) is key. It It helps us come back. As we go through our day, things kind of get away from us. We can come back to remembering. And a good place to start another quick tip and for our listeners would be come from a place of gratitude. If you don't right now have self-care practice, gratitude is is somewhere to start. When we're grateful for what where we are, yeah. what we have, and not what we don't have yet, then again, it shifts our heart. We start to open up, create more space.
0: I just finished reading a book, and the gentleman, the author who wrote it, said, every morning, state three things that you're grateful uh, for. There's your it. gratitude practice. Three things, Absolutely. that's it. It takes Absolutely. two minutes.
1: It's huge. and, yeah. and your mind-
0: It is. It's a huge shift.
1: Huge. huge shift.
0: So keeping with this whole mindset thing, and you briefly mentioned it, it's a constant thing that we have to work at. And in business, in life, just because we have gone through the trenches and come out the other side, overcome some adversity and dealt with the mindset issues and come out on the other side of it, feeling better about ourselves and putting practices in place, it doesn't mean that it doesn't still creep in imposter syndrome, mindset issues, all of these things. Would you agree that just because we've been through the trenches and been through the struggles and come out the other side successfully, it doesn't mean we don't still struggle? So what do you do now, as opposed to what you did previously, now that you have come through and you've shifted your mindset, when it does pop up again for you, because undoubtedly it's going to we're, we as you said, we're constantly evolving and constantly working on ourselves. So can you share a little bit about that, how you deal with it now? Um,
1: Yeah, and it's true. Just life is layers full of lessons. And that's how I see life. So when we go through an obstacle or a challenge, it is a lesson. So when we succeed to get through that lesson, we can be coasting through life, and then the next lesson's gonna come. It's just whatever we're ready for. And it's all about getting into alignment as well. When we are struggling, pushing, forcing, we're often going against the grain. And if you're feeling that way, and I know this is how I know when I'm shifted out of alignment. So despite all of the practices and the coaching that I've done, the personal growth stuff that I've done and the tools and resources, my ego will get loud every time I try to up-level, every time I start to want to go after something different. And sometimes I don't recognize it right away and other times I do. And so it is reminding myself, noticing when I'm out of alignment. It could be my mood is off. It could be physically I'm feeling off. And so it's recognizing when you're out of alignment to shift back to alignment. And when life should feel good, life should feel easy. It should feel like we're in flow. So if life isn't feeling like that, it's simply just about recognizing where you're at and to come back into an alignment through mind and body. And the practices that I do daily is just that it's that self reflection, the self care practices, it's journaling, it's my workouts are my therapy, if I'm struggling with something, if I'm frustrated, I put it all out and I have a sweat session. So it is really, truly that recognizing and shifting going with the flow.
0: What is one tip or takeaway that listeners can implement immediately to start reconditioning their mind for the success that they want?
1: To embrace where they are at and to know that mindset can be changed. Mindset, you can change at any given time. Change is possible. Change is a choice. How you change can be different for everyone. Change is possible. And so if you are wanting something different in your life. If you have that dream, that goal, something's holding you back. Reach out to somebody to talk to about that. Reach out to somebody who can help you create a plan or take action from the place where you are at right now. You don't have to do this alone.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's another important thing that we need to remember is that it's not meant to be done alone. You can't do it alone.
1: We are not here On our own, we are not meant to do this all on our own.
0: Absolutely. Speaking of success, what do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful?
1: I would say my determination to never give up. So it is in my mind, I don't always feel like I have to get out of my own way, but I am determined to find a way. I'm very solution-oriented, so I work at it constantly daily but my determination to not give up my passion
0: keeping in that same vein michelle how do you define success what does that word mean to you
1: success to me means being happy so if you're doing something that brings you happiness that you feel happy about brings you happiness and you experience joy whatever it is in work life business relationship that is success And that's where it's at. We all have different goals. Sometimes it's a specific goal, something you want to achieve. But for me, success is coming from a place of contentment. When I can really, truly sit back at the end of my day and feel happy and my heart feels happy that I'm making a difference, that's success.
0: Okay, we're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here now. So the next grouping of questions just be one, two, three word answer type thing. Okay. What was your dream job as a child?
1: To be a teacher.
0: How would you describe yourself in one word? Motivator. If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be?
1: How to use, tap into their intuition.
0: What is your favorite self-care practice?
1: Workouts, therapy.
0: What is one thing you love about yourself that is not related to your physical appearance?
1: My compassion to help others.
0: If you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be?
1: That I've made a difference, that I've made an impact in somebody's life and that Multiple, concludes, well, helping people. have made a difference. Yeah,
0: that concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. <laughs> what is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? What was your life like before learning it? What was your life like after you learned it?
1: Oh, one of the most important things that I've learned in my life that we often look for and seek for answers or validation from others, our external world. And really, truly, we all have all the answers within us. We just have to get good at listening and hearing, tapping into our intuition, our internal couple.
0: Absolutely. Agreed with you 100%. Who in your life has had the biggest impact on you and why?
1: My kids. I love my kids. My three beautiful children. They are my motivation, They are why I do what I do every day. Because of them, I strive to become a better version of myself, to become a better mom, to become a better listener instead of director, to really, truly empower them. When I see their eyes light up and we have these deep, meaningful conversations and they know that they can come to me with anything that I'm proud, I'm so proud of them to see that they're amazing.
0: What is one lesson your career has taught you that you think everybody should learn at some point in their life?
1: To believe in yourself, to go after your dreams. I've always had this thought in the model that the learning never ends and just doesn't matter what age we are. But life lesson is to keep going, keep striving for what you want, to not give up, And some people are content with where they're at and that is okay. But for those of you that feel something in your heart, that nudge, that inner, that gut feeling, that's your intuition speaking to you. Go after it. Don't stop and hold yourself back because of worry or fear. Find a way, face your fears and do it anyway. Keep going.
0: We are our own biggest enemies, our own worst enemies. We are our own biggest hurdles. We stop ourselves from doing so much. What aspect of your personality do you think has been most helpful in your career?
1: My passion. And I say that from having gone through my own personal journey, personal fitness journey, call it what you want, to be able to understand what people are truly going through My clients, I call them my soulmate clients. It's the people that resonate with my story. I resonate with them. I'm able to meet them where they're at. I understand truly where they are at and what I can do to help shift them forward, how to help them. When you can really embody what and feel That's the other thing, my sensitivity to feeling and understanding where a person is at in their own journey. And knowing I can see their future selves, even if they can't, that gets me excited.
0: If you had the opportunity to sit down and have a one-hour conversation with one woman, any woman in the world, who would it be and why?
1: Wow. Thinking about this, Madonna pops into my mind. I'm an 80s child. Maybe that's why. (laughs)
0: Listen to Madonna.
1: I'm going to her concert in mm-hmm. August. But Madonna, because she's bold. She's very passionate about what she does. And she's not afraid to stand for what she believes in and stand up for herself. And I love that. She was a, a leader, a way shower. She did things where people were really watching her and looking at her and not sure. And yeah. she really empowered a lot of women just and people. It created that space in the world for being unique and different. And she's somebody that has moved people through her music, not only through what she's done and what she's believed in, but through her music, Powerful Icon.
0: If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? To stop
1: being a people pleaser. I didn't realize that common thread throughout my life in all the things that I was doing in my relationships and even in my work, my career, all the things that I was doing just to try to fit in and hide. Yeah,
0: <laughs> fit into, yeah, that box. Fit into yep. the
1: box. And that's what I would be telling my younger self is it's okay to be different. It's okay to say no and not fit in. It's okay to be yourself. Uniqueness is a superpower. And that's what I teach my girls, what I teach my kids, what I teach my clients, that it's okay. Okay. And to know that it's okay, to give yourself permission, to let yourself off the hook, it's powerful. Yeah,
0: it is. Lastly, Michelle, if you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, your corner of the world, your tribe, your people, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What words of wisdom would you impart?
1: Don't die with your dreams. You know, I know we all have a limited time here on Earth. Now, I don't want to get too deep here, but it's truly that. Don't die with regrets. Don't die with your dreams. Live your life now in the present moment and not wishing your past could be different. I'm a huge believer in this whole fitness industry as well as in health and wellness. And we feel that when we hit a certain age, well, life is life and it's over and it's gone, but it is not the case. And I being in my 50s really want to empower. I'm almost 52. So I want to empower women to really step into themselves and go after their dreams to follow their intuition. Our intuition is our inner compass. It's here for us. It's guiding us in the right direction. But it's our job to recognize that and to stop letting things that are worry or fear or past experiences hold us back from our best life. And so do the thing. Do the damn thing. (laughs) Jump into the fire. Do it anyway.
0: Michelle, thank you so much for taking the time to be here with me today and share a little bit about your story and your journey and the beautiful light that you put out into the world through all the work you're doing and all the women you're helping through your work. This has been an absolutely beautiful conversation. I appreciate you and I am so grateful to have you as a member of the Empowerography community. So thank you for being here with me today.
1: Thank you so much, Brad. It's been an honor to be here with you. It's incredible. Your energy as well. Your light shines. So amazing.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Michelle Bischoff. She is a health and fitness coach and a self love guru. Thank you so much, Michelle. I hope you have an amazing rest Thank of the you, day. Thank
1: you, Brad. Bye for now.
0: Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at vizuphoria.ca. Follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.